Does truth exist? Because you have faith, does that make this book true? Does God exist? So when someone says there is no truth, if you apply the claim to itself, what should you say? Is that true? They don't think Christianity is true. They're talked out of it. You know why they're talked out of it? Because they've never been talked into it. Cross-examining skeptical and atheistic views. Welcome to Cross-Examine with Dr. Frank Turek. Ladies and gentlemen, have you ever been told one thing only to find out a little bit later what you were told wasn't true? Have you ever been enticed into a relationship or enticed into a job or enticed into a belief system or enticed into a financial deal or enticed into believing something was so when it wasn't really so? In other words, you were deceived. We've all been deceived on occasion. The question is, are you being deceived every day by subtle lies that you haven't been able to, de to detect? Because our Lord warned us, watch out that no one deceives you. The biggest problem with deception is that you don't know you're being deceived. If you knew it, you wouldn't be deceived. Well, there's a brand new book out written by my friend, the great Jack Hibbs, ladies and gentlemen, called The Days of Deception, D-A-Z-E of Deception. If you want to avoid being deceived, you're going to want to pick this up. And Jack is with us for the entire hour. The great Jack Hibbs, why did you write The Days of Deception? Tell us. Yeah, first of all, hi, Frank. It's good to be with you. Number one, it came out of... Uh, the whole COVID experience. It, it's it's mm. not a book about COVID. It's a book that was inspired by what I saw during COVID. And um, that was the experts couldn't agree on anything, Frank. We all know that. Your your viewers are very astute to that fact that you've got uh, these, these great, great guys on one side, the great guys on the other side, and they couldn't agree on anything. Uh, and so that just led from the realm of... Um, of what physicians and researchers were talking about, then it quickly, you know, was taken hold of by uh, political agendas. No, nobody wants to talk about politics. I get it. Who does? It's nuts. But there's a correlation there, Frank, with deception and power. So the 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 greater the deception, uh, you see the greater control. The the greater the deception, the more I've 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 discovered this just in researching the book for the book is the greater the deception, often, Frank, the more subtle and mm. more difficult it is to flush out. In fact, I've, I'm convinced now that without a biblical worldview, without the Holy Spirit operating uh, the scripture in your life, uh, as you well said in the introduction, the level of deception uh, is all around us. We're walking through, as it were, a daze, D-A-Z, a fog that, it, that without the lantern of God's truth, uh, when if you break away from that light source, so to speak, you're going to get in. You're going to get into the the darkness, into the trouble. And so, um, the the greater the stakes, the more cunning the the discipline of deception is by the enemy. They it doesn't stop. And mm. so, yeah, it was it was that period of time where, hey, man, we're just we're being deceived. We feel like we've been hit 
and our heads spinning like a cartoon with stars around it. And then quickly following all of that drama was the gender thing and BLM and all so many things. But again, all of it, Frank, as you well know, is answered in the Bible. It is. And the book, The Days of Deception, ladies and gentlemen, is written in two parts. The first part is called Recognizing the Many Kinds of Deception. We'll get into that with the great Jack Hibbs here in a minute. The second part is Standing for God's Truth. So first of all, you got to recognize you're being deceived. Then once you are, then you can stand for God's truth. And Jack, I you you mentioned to me uh, when we were I was out there with you a couple of weeks ago that this book you really didn't want to write. Mm-hmm. I mean, if a publisher came to you, the, uh, the the great folks at Harvest House, and you had you had done a a, a sermon series, mm-hmm. the Days of Deception, D A Z E of Deception, and they they came to you and said, Jack, this needs to be a book, and you didn't want to do it initially. Why not? No, that's exactly true. Be- to be very honest with you, Frank, Lisa and I wrote a book before with. Uh, David C. Cook Publishers, yeah. and uh, it was r- really hard. We had never written a book before, and so when we did uh, Turn Around at Home, uh, it was just so hard that I just thought, I'll never do that again. So mm. I, I told the beautiful people, they're wonderful at Harvest House, they I are, said, yeah. listen, with all due respect, thank you so much, it's very flattering, but no way. And so we hemmed and hawed back and forth, and they're pretty persistent, and then when they when they could not prevail against me on this, I was not going to do it. Uh, this was the turning point. Uh, they said, can we buy the title from you? We watched the sermon series. We see the title of it. The title sells. Can we yep. buy it from you? And I thought, what? Never thought about that. And so I said, do you really believe that this is worth time and effort to write and they said, we have no doubt about it whatsoever. So they, they convinced, and I capitulated. <laughs> and uh, so we're very, very pleased. But the response of the book, Frank, it's been crazy. Three different times in the pre-sale uh, or pre-order of the book, it went to Amazon, number one in genre. It went to 38 in all genres on Amazon, um, and then uh, as well as Walmart, Barnes & Noble. So... Uh, I just couldn't have asked for anything better. But I got to tell you, my love is this. My love is that it's plump with Bible uh, sightings and scriptures. Yes, and, it is. And that, that's, that's what I'm happy about. People are reading the Bible, believer and non-believer alike, they're getting a lot of Bible out of it. Yeah, well, it is very well done. I had the opportunity to read it several months ago and put an endorsement on it, Thank as you. did many other folks. And folks, you're going to want to pick up a copy if you can get it. Amazon is already limiting the number you can get because it is so popular now. I don't know if you know this, friends, but most Christian books, they just sell 1,000, 2,000 copies. There's more than 100,000 copies of this book in print already. It's only been out for like a week, okay? People don't want to be deceived, and this book will help them see the truth. So let's start at the top, uh, Jack, because you've got so many chapters in, you got 10 chapters in the first section of the book. You've got the days of global deception, the the days by spiritual deceivers, days by deceptive spirits. Where do you want to start? What do you want to talk about first? Wherever you want. In fact, to be honest with you, Frank, when you, as you were introducing it, the, the, the back end of the book should be at the front in the sense where (laughs) about the validity of God's word answering all things. Uh, but uh, in all honesty, we had to we had to set up uh, the the reader uh, to be in the in the mindset of holy cow, 
this is happening around me. And then we wanted to throw them the life raft to save them of truth. So, you know what? I, I, we could start right here if you'd like, is the, is the fact that there's just a global deception taking place right now. Uh, I, I had the opportunity this morning. I got a, a wonderful wake-up call this morning uh, from uh, David Cohen of Newsmax. He was, he was with uh, Secretary Mike Pompeo. And um, who wrote was, the foreword to this book, by the way? It, Secretary Mike Pompeo wrote the foreword to Days of Deception. I tell you what, mm -hmm. Frank, that, that's a man of integrity because when when I was when I asked him to write the foreword, um, he said, "Well, just I, I'll do it if you can send me the whole book. Don't send me part of it. I have to read the whole thing before mm -hmm. I can endorse it." And I loved that, and he wrote a great endorsement. But the thing is this: Mike Pompeo, the 70th Secretary of State of the United States. Um, the, the things that he's been able to talk about regarding uh, deception among nations, where nations held and hold to certain worldviews that you're an expert at addressing, Frank, but all of those worldviews are anchored to some belief system. And those belief systems will dictate uh, the governance of a nation, uh, the, 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 the very atmospherics of a people, how they think, how they conduct themselves. And so right now we're watching the World Economic Forum, for example. Who are these people? Well, whoever they are, they actually make policies for national leaders to go home to their countries to implement. That's a bizarre situation. And we're going to talk more about it with the great Jack Hibbs of Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. By the way, he's the hardest working man out there in preaching because he preaches three times on Sunday and then on Wednesday as well, as many other Calvary Chapel pastors do. You got to check him out, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. We're back in two minutes. Don't go anywhere. If you're low on the FM dial looking for national public radio, go no further. We're actually going to tell you the truth here. That's our intent anyway. You're never going to hear the days of deception on NPR. They're probably going to more deceive you <laughs> than tell you the truth. But with the great Jack Hibbs right here, uh, and by the way, I call him the great Jack Hibbs because he is great. you got to check him out at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. That's where he has been the pastor for how many years now, Jack? Uh, well, we started with we started with six people in the living room of the house. So <laughs> I know it's been thirty four years now. Hey, before we get back into the book, you got to tell the story about you got saved at Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa, yep. and Greg Laurie was preaching. You got saved. That was Chuck Smith's church. Yep. There's a movie about it called Jesus Revolution. You can see about Chuck Smith's life. But I remember you saying that. You had started a Bible study. You were like working in some biotech lab somewhere near Chino yeah. Hills. And you started a Bible study and you kept growing and growing. And you went down to Chuck and you sat in his office and said, hey, Chuck, we need a pastor up here. Right. Tell, tell, pick it up right there. What happened? Yeah, well, first of all, he was 100% responsible because in the first place, he's the one that told us, you're driving from Chino Hills to Costa Mesa to go to church. You should just start a home Bible study. And I just uh -huh. pushed that off for, for over well over a year, to be honest with you. This, But... We started a Monday night Bible study and it just took off. And so then what happened was, as we're trying to manage all this, the people wanted to go to a Sunday morning service, but I'm working my full-time job. And let me tell you, it was beyond full-time job. And so I'm trying to juggle all this stuff. And Frank, you look back at pictures of me in those days. I look like I'm from Auschwitz. I, I hardly <laughs> slept. I was working these two different jobs. And I told Pastor Chuck, I said, you got to find a pastor for this. I got my career. Love it. 
but this, these people need a pastor. And so Chuck Smith, he gets up from behind his desk and he taps me on the shoulder and he says, Lord, bless what's happening at Chino Hills. And he walked out of his office and I was thinking, well, okay, he must have gone to the bathroom or something. I don't know. I'm waiting. And uh, his secretary comes back and says, can I help you? I said, I'm just waiting for Chuck to come back. Mm -hmm. She goes, well, he went home. <laughs> And two weeks later, I, two weeks later, I had all my ordination documents. It turned out that that slap on the shoulder was the moment of ordination, and uh, and so we never looked back since. So right now, let's just give our audience a, a kind of an update uh, because I don't know if you've been on since COVID, but uh, COVID hit. I remember this because when COVID hit, I was the last guy to preach at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. And then you, it was like March 15th of 2020, the next week, you know, the president yeah. said, you know, 10 days to, to, uh, to what, what was it? What was the phrase? The flatten the curve. That was it. <laughs> Fauci, 10 days to flatten the curve, get another booster. No, that was, that came later, the boosters. But oh. anyway, you, you were, and you, need you, 50 you, boosters. You shut down for a couple of months and then you felt God saying, look, we got to start yeah. back up May 31st. I think it was, yeah. even though the governor said you can't, yeah, what yeah. happened then? Gosh, Frank, you know, I, with all gratitude, thanks and respect for our staff, you preached that first or that last sermon in-house. Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't know what was about to, to come and we never missed a Sunday this way immediately before the next Sunday came around. So we went from Frank Turek live to doing, we converted the, the entire sanctuary into, into about what five, about five or seven different sets. The guys are nodding. Yeah. We had five or seven different sets. Children's ministry immediately went full-time streaming women's ministry, new believers. We were doing sermons and, and the, and I asked the staff, I said, listen, you can stay home if you want, no harm, no foul, or you come in and seven days a week, we were cranking out stuff. This staff, I'm telling you, I got the greatest pastoral staff in the universe yep. and it's, it, they never stopped. They never stopped. And so, um, yeah, we just had to let Newsom know, uh, we're not going to do this any longer because nobody, th th look, let's be honest. It turns out the experts, God bless them. They didn't know what was up. And, uh, but the bottom line was this. I didn't make the decision based on that. The decision was solely of God. I was reading somewhere in the Bible. I don't even remember where. It doesn't even matter. But, but I remember this. On April 26th, the Lord led me this way. Behold, I've set before you an open door that no man can shut. I immediately recognized that as being his letter to the church at Philadelphia in the book of Revelation. And I got, I got on the phone announced to the staff, we're going for it. You don't have to show up if you don't want to. You're good. Your job's secured. You're fine. But we're going for it. Doors are open. Let's do this. And every staff member came. And what we didn't expect, Frank, was opening up to a crowd size that was bigger than previous, uh, than the shutdown. Because right. I didn't think what would happen. I didn't realize that if all these other churches did not open up, that Jesus's people would go seek out his word. And we were completely inundated. And it's been that way ever since. I'll tell you, Jack, when I was back in January, so this is uh, January 2021 and preached, I think me and you and I preached together. I can't remember, it, but I, I had people come up to me at the book table saying, I, you know, I always say, hey, where are you from? 
the guy the guy came from three hours away to go to church I know. because nobody else was open. And it was just Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. And it's a bizarre thing, Frank. And yeah. I'm not saying this to be funny. That's still happening. That's still going on because here's phase two of the craziness, right? Phase two was, well, Pastor Jack, it was great being here, but we're going to stay back now. Our church is, op is get uh, reopening again. So thank you for, for taking care of us while everything was closed. And then they're, they're back in three weeks. And they said, well, our church opened up, but it opened up apologizing that uh, we're white or, or BLM or woke or this. They opened up wrong. So, Frank, it's a weird thing, man. Your viewers will know this. Go look around at the churches that fought to stay open or get open and they, they did it versus the churches who announced, I'm not going to mention any names, who said, we'll see you back here next year. We're shutting down for a year. And that particular pastor in the East Coast, somewhere in the state of Georgia. Andy Stanley, a friend of mine. Yeah, opened, I know. Opened yeah. up and, yeah. and opened up wrong, said the wrong yeah. things, did the yeah. wrong things. I know. And he wasn't alone in this. So many opened up wrong. And it's almost as though, Frank, that God was testing or maybe shaking the church uh, to see what she's made of. Now, I had a long conversation, six-hour conversation with Andy Stanley wow. uh, about the whole woke thing and... I'm sorry, he's going down the wrong road. He just is. Yeah. And I say that as a friend. Yeah. But yeah. Jack, you stuck to the truth. You came back, you opened up, and now you, it's like you want to tell people, hey, go home, will you? There's too many people here. <laughs> right? <laughs> so you're preaching through Romans on Sunday. You're preaching through Hebrews on Wednesday yeah. because you want to give people a foundation in theology because you have people who weren't Bible oh. studiers. You had people who came from the Catholic Church oh or people who came from the Orthodox Church, people that came from churches that didn't really study the Bible very much. And so you're trying to give them the truth of the scriptures. Now, in the new book, The Days of Deception, you're, you, you actually talk about some of these issues, a little bit about COVID and BLM and these things, these deceptive things that went on uh, to try and get us to do what we never should have done, and that was close the doors yeah. of the church. Uh, we were deceived. And look, in the very beginning, we didn't know if this thing was Ebola or what. You right. know, okay, we get it. But, but after they're saying things like, uh, well, churches, you need to stay closed, but liquor stores, abortion clinics, and casinos can be open because they're essential, you went, uh, hold on. Yeah. We're being deceived, aren't we? Yeah, exactly that. And, you know, somebody might say, well, that's kind of, you know, you're supposed to obey the authorities that rule over you. That is correct. Romans 13. Absolutely. Yep. But you might want to slow down and read Romans 13 slower next time. It says that these authorities that are placed over us, we are to be in submission to because they are God's servants appointed by God for good or to do good. When Gavin Newsom said, all strip clubs stay open. Marijuana dispensaries stay open and abortion clinics stay open and all churches must stay closed. That's when Gavin Newsom's mantle of authority fell off of his shoulders, where it was clearly evident to anybody listening and watching with Bible open that it was time to, get this, obey God rather than man. It's absolutely mm. in the Bible, in the book of mm -hmm. Acts. And so what happened was, and I wrote it down just so I wouldn't forget, over the course of three Saturdays, Frank, during that period of time, people came to us and they said, listen, I, I, I just accepted Christ or uh, I've gone to church for 25 years. I've never heard the term born again before. Mm 
So I want to accept Christ. 3,011 people were baptized in three weekends, three Saturdays. Why? Because of truth. They found out that they were deceived into thinking that they were going to heaven or that they Mm. were okay. But when they heard the word repent, when they heard the word gospel, when they heard the word that Jesus died for their sins and rose again from the grave, that God does not accept our own righteousness into heaven, but only Christ alone, people woke up. And they're, they're still waking up. I think, I think that there's a movement, there's a movement taking place in California. Look, I've been gone for a week in Texas. God bless Texas, right? I couldn't wait to get back to California, Frank, because, uh, whatever gray zone was in California, it's gone now. Uh, Mm, you're, you're mm. either a Christian or you're not in California. It's very black and white and I'm loving it. Well, the days of deception gets into the ways that we're being deceived. And you just mentioned, uh, that some of the deception, Jack, is coming from people who say they're Christians, who say things that cause us to believe, well, you just got to be a good person, you'll get into heaven. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's a chapter in here called Dazed by Deceptions Within the Church. Talk about that for a minute. Where are people in the church deceiving people in the pews, Jack? There are, sad to say this, there are people who, in the pathology, Frank, it would go this way. There are people who grew up in a church that didn't preach the gospel. They didn't do uh, biblically-based sermons. And so this young person grew up, and then they went to seminary. They they felt a tug on their heart, and they went to a seminary. And uh, that seminary didn't teach them the full counsel of God, for example. And so then they got their degree, and they they, they were ordained as a minister. And so now they're pastoring a church and they're giving what they have within them. That's all that they have. They have what they have and they give what they give. And so what happened is we can become deceived within the church if the church departs from the full counsel of God. So for imagine this, Frank. Imagine, for example, eschatology. A lot of people want to avoid eschatology because why? It's controversial. Of Mm -hmm. course it's controversial. The Bible is the only book in all of the world that is 100% accurate regarding Bible prophecy, which is one of God's ways of proving that he, in fact, is eternal and he can write the future down in advance and put it in the Bible and let you read about it. Jesus said it this way, I've told you these things in advance that when they happen, you will believe that I am he. But when pastors are not taught that, then they raise up Christians who do not know that. And imagine teaching a church 75% of the Bible. I don't Hmm. know, not a good idea. Much more with the great Jack Hibbs, the brand new book, The Days of Deception, D-A-Z-E. You're gonna wanna get a copy right away so you can be undeceived or give it to somebody who is deceived. We're back in just two minutes, don't go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, this Tuesday night, February 20th, I will be in Fayetteville, Georgia, speaking on correct, not politically correct, about transgenderism. We're going to be at, I think it is Flat Creek Church, Flat Creek Baptist. Let me look that up. I had it right here. It is Flat Creek Baptist Church in Fayetteville. Go to our website, crossexamine.org. And uh, you will see Frank Turk calendar there. Click on events. Then uh, the following weekend, the 24th and 25th, I'll be up in Chilliwack, British Columbia. That's up near uh, Vancouver uh, doing uh, I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist on Saturday. And then on Sunday, we're going to be talking about Does Love Require Approval? That's at Main Street Ch- uh, Church in uh, Chilliwack, British Columbia. 
And uh, then we have way down in Sarasota, Florida. So going diagonally across the country, going to be with my friend Chip Bennett at the Apologetic Con. That is March 4th to 6th. And then March 9th, we'll be at the Unshaken Conference outside of Detroit, Michigan. Myself, Elisa Childers, and Natasha Crane. Look for all that on the website, crossexamine.org. If you want to see my guest, the great Jack Hibbs, you can see him actually twice a week, Sunday morning at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, YouTube channel and or Facebook page or their website. And you can also see him preaching on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific time. And Jack just goes through the Bible. He just and he just goes for, in Book of Romans, Book of uh, Hebrews right now. Also, sometimes he has special guests like Charlie Kirk and others. In fact, Jack, I'm going to be with you in June this year. We're going to talk about correct, not politically correct yep. during so-called Gay Pride Month. And... Uh, there's, there's a lot of deception going on, Jack, and you pointed out so clearly in Days of Deception. Let me read a passage from 1 Timothy 4. It's all over your book. The Spirit clearly says that in latter times, uh, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciousness have been seared with a hot iron. And he goes on, and he also talks about how people will just gather around themselves uh, teachers who say whatever their itching ears want to hear, Jack. It's from within the church. It's with outside the church. You talk about it a lot in Days of Deception. What's the solution to all this, Jack? What do we do? Well, I want to make everybody clear what Frank was just quoting right now. He's he, That was not me who wrote that. That was the Apostle Paul who wrote that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so because of that, what's so beautiful about the Bible is that God's word tells us what we need to know in advance. So if we know these uh, charlatans are going to be uh, manifesting themselves, the greatest thing, and I believe it's the only greatest thing that you need, is a, a humble and consistent diet of the Bible. Now, somebody's going to say, oh, that's an old book. My friend, it's not an old book. It's, it's an eternal book. And the consumption of the Bible is what is going to keep you from being deceived by what? Frank said it. Doctrines of demons. You mentioned, Frank, your, your, uh, uh, us getting together and other conversations and teachings that you're going to do. Your awesome book. I encourage all of your viewers, if they don't have it, get that book correct, but not politically correct. It's absolutely awesome because this gender bending stuff is actually something that you might be shocked to find out that it's ancient Babylonianism hmm. that has resurfaced again. The ancient gods and goddesses uh, like, like Athena and Diana, uh, all of these pagans, Zeus and others, uh, they all had in their practice of worship these uh, child sacrifices. N killing them? Yes, of course, but also... Uh, converting their gender from one that they were born to to another. This is ancient stuff. What does this mean? I believe that the current dilemma that our world is going through, which again is spreading like global wildfire because it's spiritually driven, is destroying those who are created in the image of God. That's us humans. To confuse the gender, to get a child to be mentally or sexually abused in their own mind. It wasn't enough to do it to them physically. Now we have done it to their own hearts and minds. This is an attack on innocence. I believe that's rooted in demonic activity. And I'm not one, Frank knows me, I'm not one to go around, we need to cast out that demon and look, you put some holy oil over there. No, no. But the Bible's true. 
in the last days, there's going to be deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. So I just ask you this, who's going to be deceived and what is it that they're going to teach? Well, it doesn't take a spiritual Einstein to figure out that they're going to teach things that are contrary to the will of God. You're going to know that if you're studying your Bible. You'll hear the counterfeit because you know the truth. And so this book is a simple attempt to get you to know in these very hot topics of our world today, unity, tolerance, deception, the church, demons, spirits. What's behind all these things and how you can flush it out? It's not, it's not rocket it, science. Isn't it interesting, Jack, that we are so deceived now that we don't even know what a woman is, that we're too afraid to say what a woman is, that Matt Walsh yeah. actually is lauded for simply asking the question, what is a woman? Yeah. And we know we can change our minds. We can't change our biology, yet so many people have been convinced that they can almost change their biology but can't change their minds. I mean, talk about deception. Well, it's just yeah. I mean, Frank, I'd like to even just bring put that back on you. What what do you think is happening when when someone looks at themselves in the mirror? And I'm not trying to be funny right now. Mm -hmm. They look in the mirror and they see certain biological body parts and they deny what they see. They deny. It. They just look and they say, "That's this not that's not who I am." Right. Yeah. It, it it for people that have true gender dysphoria, that's a mental condition. Uh, the problem is there are many young girls who don't really have that mental condition. They've been persuaded by social media to the tune of 4,000% increase in recent years to think that this is going to be the solution to their problems. And the research shows, as you well know, Jack, that a majority of these young girls have other comorbidities, meaning other mental health issues, right. whether they've had trauma or autism or depression or some other thing that then is lumped on to this this idea that they're in the wrong body and they think that's the solution and when when we know when you look at the data it's not the solution that's right it it it, it what, what what happens is age actually fixes the problem in more than 80% of the cases wow i'm glad you just said that mm -hmm. so in california remember crazy starts in california mm -hmm. so this whole thing about well, I think I th I think I'm a uh, I think I'm a homosexual. I think I'm a lesbian. They'll tell me in the foyer, young people. They'll say that, and so this has been going on, Frank. You know, for almost two decades. Yeah. Here's what's this is what people need to hear about, is now these same people who grew up in our children's ministry and they came to me as a young adult and they said I I'm I'm leaving. I think I'm I think I'm uh, whatever. And we don't see them for a while. We don't see them for three years, five years, 10 years. Guess what's happening, Frank? This is not, this is not uncommon. They're coming back to church and they're saying, Pastor Jack, do you remember me? And maybe I do, maybe I don't. I'm old now, so it's irrelevant. <laughs> and I'll say, what, what's going on? You know, I told you that I, I was a homosexual and I went into that lifestyle searching for uh, meaning and purpose. It, I, I didn't find it. It turns out, you just said it a moment ago, growing up, fixes itself. It turns out that I wanted to have a wife. It turns out that I wanted to have kids. It turns out that I wanted to have a mortgage of all things. I just wanted to be normal. And that was a horrible chapter of my life. And Frank, I'm hearing this more and more again. And then I asked them, how did this happen? Listen to this. They were in school. They were in the fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, when the teacher said, have you ever thought about kissing a boy or kissing a girl 
or what it would be to touch someone of the same? Well, if you have, then you're probably a homosexual or a lesbian mm. or LBGTQ. They planted it in their head. The little child was impressionable and look, we're fallen creatures. So the curiosity is there. And so they talked themselves into, because they were suggested to think about it, I must be some different gender or different of attraction. And I got news for you. There are so many people waking up saying, yeah, that was a bad deal, bad chapter in my life. So it just goes to show you, a lie cannot sustain itself. Truth never wavers. Lies will break down over time. The truth, look, Frank, let's just forget about the Bible and Jesus for a second. If we were evolutionists right now, evolution would have eradicated the LBGTQ world because it's not the survival of the fittest. Right. Forget about right? I mean, think about it. You know that yeah. better than I do. Mm -hmm. Now, Jack, you have this in the book, actually, uh, this idea that we ought not follow our feelings or desires, but the truth. Expand upon that, if you would, for a minute. Yeah, sure. Our, our, everyone knows that our feelings, our desires, uh, they mislead us. Our emotions are at the foundation of these things where uh, at any given time of our development, our bodies and our brains, or how about this, our bodies and wisdom rarely, if ever, catch up to one another. Uh, they get closer together, I would hope, as, as we age. But the, the, the whole dynamic of, of I, I think this or I want this, just because you think this or want this doesn't mean it's a good idea. Mm -hmm. uh, look, I, I wanted to be a certain thing in my life growing up, and I'm, now I'm glad I'm not that thing. Uh, I think, Frank, you have said some, some great, great uh, lines about what I wanted at a certain time of my life. I'm really glad my parents didn't listen to me uh, because <laughs> right. it would have been disastrous for me. That's right. <laughs> you better bring your wants under the control uh, and the rule of Christ, to be honest with you, the Bible says bring these thoughts under the rule and the reign of Jesus Christ. Friends, we don't do well without God. Not at all. No, no, no. You know, Martin Luther had a great saying. He said something like, feelings come and feelings go and feelings are deceiving. My warrant is the word of God. Naught else is worth believing. Perfect. In other words, you, your feelings go up and down, friends. You know, you you just just think back 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, if, how old you are. Go, go back to your childhood. Do you feel the same way now as you did then? No. And if you were asked to make a lifelong decision when you were 13, you know, oh. <laughs> even Bill Maher got this right. He said, if people knew what they wanted to be when they were eight, the world would be filled with cowboys and princesses. <laughs> but yeah, it's not. Or, or pirates. <laughs> That's our pirates. That's right. He said, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a pirate. Thank God nobody took me seriously and took me for eye removal and peg leg surgery. <laughs> right. Exactly right. <laughs> so, I mean, we know this, Jack. We know this intellectually, and yet we're still deceived by it. Why is that, Jack? Well, one of the chapters, it's chapter eight, the new tolerance, deceived by the mm -hmm. new tolerance. Mm -hmm. Well, you have to, you have to accept my, my, my new position. No, I don't. I don't. I thank God that when I go to my doctor, he doesn't accept the latest publication by some who, who knows what. When my doctor examines me, he says, you're going to need to go through this procedure. It's going to hurt like the Dickens. You're not going to like it and you're going to have to pay for it, but it's the <laughs> best thing for you because I want you to live. Oh, I don't like that. 
That doesn't make me feel good, Jack. Yeah. Stop! We're yeah. talking to the great Jack Hibbs. The days of deception. You don't want to be deceived, do you? If you don't want to be, get the book, The Days of Deception. It will undeceive you. We're back in two minutes. Welcome back to I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist with me, Frank Turek, on the American Family Radio Network. You're listening uh, either on the American Family Radio Network or on the I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist podcast. By the way, for those of you who listen on the radio, you will not hear the midweek podcast on the radio. You've got to go and find it at I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist, the podcast. So just wherever you get podcasts, just search for I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. You'll hear the midweek podcast. If you're listening to this on Friday, February 16th, if you're anywhere near Dayton, Ohio there's, Ohio, there's still time to come to our Fearless Faith Conference. Go to DaytonApologetics.com, DaytonApologetics.com. It's Friday and Saturday. I'll be there along with Elisa Childers, Greg Kokel, Jorge Gill, Phoenix Hayes, John Ferrer. We're going to show you how to, have a, how to have a fearless faith in a very hostile world. And uh, today we're talking to my friend, the great Jack Hibbs from Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. Most of you know who Jack is. If you don't, you've been living under a rock. You've got to go to Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, either website, go to their YouTube channel, go to the real Jack Hibbs uh, or real life with Jack Hibbs. That's another podcast that uh, you can listen to. It's very well done. And Jack, there is a lot. Uh, of deception going on as your book the days of deception describes you know one of the things jack that i just i can't believe people are so deceived about this but it 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 boggles my mind and every single president in modern history whether they're republican or democrat has been deceived by this idea of Hamas since they originated back about i don't know 25 or so years ago they think jack and people in America think that if we could only get everybody in a room and negotiate a land deal, everything would be fine. When Hamas itself says in their own charter, land deals, meeting together, waste of time, the only way forward is jihad. How can people be so deceived, Jack? Isn't it remarkable? Think about it. Yeah. If it in fact, it even goes back further than that. If people would stop and read, I think it's 1928, Frank, correct me if I'm wrong, but the um the charter the muslim brotherhood yeah the muslim yeah, yeah, brotherhood yeah, charter yeah. you can read it for yourself everybody and they actually tell you this is our uh, statement of faith and this is our vision for our ministry uh no more jews we're going to kill them all and we're going to completely take over the land of israel uh but listen everybody this is it's news but it's not news this has always been since god changed jacob's name in the bible to israel uh, people will say, well, the, the uh, Palestinians were there first. That's not true. Palest the word Palestinian or Palestine was created by Emperor Hadrian of the Roman Empire in 135 AD uh, to insult the Jews. So let's just fix that right now. But here's the deal. This is, Frank, I just want to go for the throat because I know we have a few moments only. But there are so-called Christians that are either, I should say, I should be nicer, there are Christians that are either really ignorant or they're so-called Christians who say things like this. Well, um, the Jews, they killed Jesus, so they're out. Or uh, the Jews today, they don't, they don't believe, the, the nation's uh, basically not believing in Jesus, so it doesn't matter. Um, let, me, let me remind everybody of something. God's covenant with Abraham regarding 
Israel and the remnant of Israel, the believing of Israel, and the land promised. Okay? He gives the, he gives the borders. God says, this is an everlasting covenant. I'll never break it. Okay, so if God doesn't keep his covenantal promises to Israel, then he's not going to keep his covenantal promises to you. Mm. He doesn't have to. If he breaks, he says, I'm going to make sure this happens. And by the way, one of the things that he says that's going to make sure it happens, he says, in the last days before I return, I'm going to bring Israel back, the Jews, from every part of the world back into their own land of which they had been dispersed for thousands of years. I'm going to bring them back into their own land. They're going to come back in their own land in unbelief. And I'm going to cause them to grow grapes again. They're going to have cattle. They're going to prosper. And in those days, they're going to be attacked by a great enemy from the north. They're going to be surrounded. And there's going to be an attempt to drive them into the sea. But when that happens... I'm going to rise up, he says, and I'm going to rescue them. How do I know this Bible prophecy? It's there in the book of Ezekiel, chapters 36, 37, and 38. It's all there. And there's no other nation in the history of, the ma of mankind that, is, that was a nation, stopped to be a nation, and became a nation again, except one, Israel. Isaiah 66 said, shall a nation be brought forth again and born in one day, and yet Israel came forth in the day that I called it. Friends, listen, pray for Israel. Are they sinless? No. Do they need Christ? Yes. Are we supposed to pray for the peace of Jerusalem? Absolutely. But as believers, we're supposed to do everything we can evangelistically to bring a Jew to Christ. But don't deny God's work. That's, that's not going to end up good for you. No, it's not. And there's much more in the book, The Days of Deception. In fact, in the second part of this book, Jack, uh, you've got a couple of chapters about standing for God's truth, equipped for standing or equipped for living in the last days, part one and part two. What do you got in there uh, that can help our listeners? Yep. You know what? In a nutshell, it's this. We've become a, a church culture that's all about getting the person's hand raised or getting them mm. to the, cult, the altar or to, to step up in the crusade. Look, I don't care how that happens. If you're in a hotel room and you read a Gideon Bible and you give your heart to Christ, that's awesome. But listen, we've left it there. That's why we have such an anemic church in the world today, certainly America. It's all about discipleship. The closing arguments in the book is about, are you a disciple? Are you being discipled? Do you have others and do you have a good church that's walking you through the doctrines of the Bible? Because that's how you're going to grow. That's how you're going to be effective. And this is how we want it to end. When Christ comes for us, either by rupture, meaning we blow our heart out, or rapture, he calls us up. I don't care which it is. I want to be caught being busy about my father's business. I won't know that unless I'm an actual disciple. So if you gave your heart to Christ, that's the first step. The rest of the way is being sanctified by the Holy Spirit, using the word of God in your life daily. I call that an exciting Christian life. Yeah, Jesus didn't say make believers. He said make disciples, and that's a whole nother category. That's sanctification. That's yeah. not just justification, and that's a long-term process, friends. That's 
That's going from a babe in Christ to somebody who is conformed to the image of yes. God's son. That's what Romans 8 says. And Jack, you've been going through the book. Where are you in Romans right now? You're probably in Romans 8, aren't you? We're in Romans 8. We'll be there. Yeah. We've been there for a few months. We'll be there for a couple of months more, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Just in Romans 8. It's like the peak of the Bible. It is. <laughs> right there. <laughs> See, that's the beauty of going to a Calvary Chapel, ladies and gentlemen. You're not going to have one verse wrenched out of context and having the pastor boogieing off in some direction he wants to go. You're going to have verse by verse teaching, which will help you become a disciple, which will help you understand what the truth is. And that's what Jack Hibbs and other Calvary Chapel pastors tend to do in, in following Chuck Smith, who founded the whole denomination, if you will. We're just going to go verse by verse. And Jack, you've been doing that for years and you're going to continue to do it. So yeah. you got to keep that going. And this new book, The Days of Deception, has very practical insights on how to make sure you're not deceived. I mean, Jack, in there, it's Jesus says, make sure you're not deceived. And Paul talks about lying spirits and, and doctrines of demons. And how do we protect ourselves against this stuff, Jack? What do we do? Where do we turn? The book of Ephesians, chapter 6, God tells us through the apostle Paul that he's given us everything that we need to fight this fight and win this because we've got the shield of faith, for example. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. The sword of the spirit, we're given that. The Bible says that's the Bible itself. Uh, we've got the breastplate of righteousness. We've got our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel, meaning that all of us are to do the work of an evangelist. Um, the helmet of salvation, notice your head is protected by the knowledge that you're saved. Saved from what? Saved for what? We're saved from hell and our sins and we're saved for heaven. We need to start living the life he's given us now, which is certainly positionally in heaven. And imagine the effect that we can have in the world around us for good if, if we just realize that our citizenship is already preserved for us in heaven. We're just waiting to arrive. In the meantime, we're going to give him Jesus. Yeah, by the way, folks, that's what the word predestined means. It doesn't mean you don't have a choice. It means if you're in Christ, you're guaranteed to be made into the image of his son. You're guaranteed to be glorified, as Paul talks about in Romans chapter 8. Yes, you have a choice, but once you've made that choice, you're guaranteed the destination, which is to be like Jesus and to be glorified with him in heaven. And there can't be better news than that, Jack. How do we, we got to undeceive people with this truth. But you know what, Jack, in today's society, if you tell somebody something like that, you're being offensive. How can that be, Jack? You're giving them the words of eternal life. Yeah, yeah, I have to be offensive. Jesus said that he was offensive and that if you follow him, the same is going to happen to you. In other words, remember, he said that um, if you love me, uh, then keep my commands, right? Mm -hmm. and, and also this, that don't be upset when people hate you for speaking the truth because they hated me first. I'll sum up with this. So who was the most loving individual ever known to mankind? Jesus. Who's the most cursed? Whose name is used to be a cuss word all mm. around the world? Jesus. Right. How do you reconcile that? I actually can't. I just know this, that if I live and love and speak and care and stand for what he's told me to do, there are those who are going to be delivered out of darkness and there are those that are going to hate me and want to kill me. If that's true in my life, then I'm honored to be a follower of the master. I'm happy to be 
a, a, a sheepdog uh, in his kingdom. Well, Jack, you're doing great work out there. Love watching you. Love uh, being with you when I can be. Friends, you need to get the book, The Days of Deception, D-A-Z-E. If you can get it, go to Amazon and order a copy immediately. If they're out of uh, paperbacks, then get the Kindle. Just mm -hmm. get the book. Give it to people you know who are open to being undeceived. This book will help. Jack, as always, a pleasure having you on, brother. Love you, Frank. See you next time. Love you as well. I'll see you definitely in June, hopefully before. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, check it out. The Days of Deception. Also check out Jack's teaching and podcast, Real Life with Jack Hibbs. And Lord willing, we will see you here next week. God bless.